It's time now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Dr. Carol Peters. They're talking today about the most important organ for loving. That's your heart. This is Evelyn Davison broadcasting today. Today's Christian Talk 1120 out of Austin, Texas, The Bridge. And we're here to build bridges of love and understanding. And, and um, even more than that, uh, apart from love and understanding is the opportunity to be serving and loving and kind. And we're going to be talking today about God's phone system uh, for working and for learning how to live and love and communicate. And specifically, we're, the most important thing we're going to talk about is the organ for loving with our good friend, Dr. Carol Peters. And in the studio today with me is also is my good friend, Cynthia Ludwig. She is taking pictures today. So if we get a little bit excited, Dr. Carol, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we'll be good. We'll have a record of, of that for we, us. We will. Today is being recorded in more than one way. <laughs> right. Well, I do want to introduce you well. I, uh, you are so well known in our area and even across this nation. Um, you hold an MD from Loma Linda University, and you have a Doctor of Ministries from Oral Roberts, and you're an OBGYN surgeon and doctor and a friend and a speaker and the grandmom of four wonderful grandchildren. That part I love. You know. That I think that's the favorite designation of, <laughs> that I that I have. I love being Grandma Carol. And you hosted the Dr. Carol Show here with some of us, some, some of our crew, for a long time with radio and TV. And, uh, TV. and you're the author of three books, Women's Health, Live Healthy, Live Whole, and that new one. What is the new one? Overcoming Fear and Anxiety Through Spiritual Warfare. Fear and Anxiety is the number one psychological mental challenge in this country, and God has an answer. What is that answer? Listen. (laughs) Well, you are a busy lady, and we just recently did uh, a little um, TV thing with you. What was that for? Tell us a little bit about that. I have discovered that the number one pain point that many people experience has to do with relationships. The most intimate relationships can cause the most pain if they are not going well. So we're preparing some resources to help good marriages become better, to help troubled marriages become great. So we gathered, and and you and Van, your husband, were thankfully part of our event. We gathered some couples who have made it, who are married after going through tough stuff. And we had some conversations about some marriage issues, and we're going to be putting that in formats where people can access that material to help get through the tough stuff in their marriage. You know, when you think about marriage, it's a miracle. It is a miracle. You know, the, the, the one thing about marriage is you married a sinner. You married somebody who <laughs> is all messed up. I want to have my husband that when I go home today. <laughs> who, 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 who is selfish, who doesn't know how to communicate. But here's the inconvenient truth. Your spouse married a sinner, too. That yes. means you and I have just as much brokenness. It may be different. But it's a miracle that any two sinners, that any two broken people can ever come together in a way that brings intimacy and love. That takes God. It, it really does. does. And it takes time, too, Dr. Carol. That does not happen just on the honeymoon, does it? No. Marriage is a marathon, not a sprint. If there was one thing I came away with personally from our conversations last weekend, it's that marriage is a marathon. 
It takes learning skills. It takes learning about each other. It takes your own heart and character maturing. That's what God wants to take each of us through in that process. You know, the we mentioned the honeymoon. Um, that is just uh, so often a wake-up call <laughs> uh, for couples uh, because you move from that station of being not frigid, but, you know, very protective, very uh, individual into a relationship where you now are part of another person. And learning to be part of that other person and allowing that person to become part of you when the two become one. That creating of one is a process. It doesn't matter how Mm -hmm. long you've been single prior to that. That becoming one is a challenge, especially for us broken, messed up human (laughs) beings, even if we're mature. Al and I had not been looking to join with another person in marriage. God brought us together, but, but we were mature. I was in my 40s. He was over 60. And God brought us together in a beautiful way. But even with our maturity, it was a process in building a life together, in building that oneness. I believe that one of the main reasons why marriages are so difficult is how the enemy fights Mm -hmm. against that marriage. And the reason he does so is because true love, true covenant love Mm -hmm. and intimacy, God designed that to be a picture of the kind of relationship he wants with us. Nakedness, nothing between us and God, Mm -hmm. that's the way marriage should be. Communication freely, openly, between us, knowing and being known, that's scary to us. Many of us don't really want to be, we think we want to be known, but it's Mm -hmm. scary to be known. That's what intimacy can be and should be. And the devil fights that in marriage because of how closely God wants to be connected with us in intimacy. You've planned this program talking about God's phone system, communication. Mm -hmm. When we struggle in communication in marriage, I believe that is a picture of some of the roadblocks that happen in our communication with God. Learning some of those skills in marriage or in any relationship, frankly, can really help improve our ability to understand, communicate, it's a two-way mm-hmm. street between us and God. So it's, it's, it's all a package. Well, you know, my husband has a very strong voice. Uh, so I think I'll... you do, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, I have speech problems, but he has a radio voice. And I know like Al, he did. And, yes. Uh, yes. And sometimes um, it, it's not just the words you say. It's the tone. There's so many things in communication that um, beca- that can cripple us if we allow it to do that. But, you know, God has a sweetness about his, the way that he speaks to us. And I want us to talk today about how it is that he begins to communicate to us in a way that our heart is that organ that you're talking about. Exactly. As a surgeon, you <laughs> examine organs, and we're going to look at that one today. That's true. When you think of communicating... It's probably natural to think that the most important thing is your mouth, your voice, maybe, you know, maybe your lungs. Certainly the words that you say, even the tone of your voice, 
But that, frankly, is a very, very small part of communication. You've probably heard that if you really want to communicate well, shut up and listen, (laughs) that your ears are important in communication, and that is certainly true. Mm -hmm. God gave us two ears and one mouth. It's been said that that's his indication that we should listen twice as much as we talk, and for some of us who are verbal, and statistically that's more often those of us women, uh, you know, we tend to just talk. Something comes into our minds, we have a feeling, an idea, and we just start talking. And one of our challenges is to learn to truly listen. Mm -hmm. But that's not even yet the most important organ in communication. The most important organ is your heart, the state of your heart. There's a difference between an open heart and a closed heart. And if you are in relationship with someone, just step back for a second and ask yourself, how open is my heart toward this person? If you're married, your spouse. If you're not married, a good friend or a child or a parent or or, or someone else in your life, how open is your heart toward that person? You know what a closed heart feels Mm -hmm. like. Nothing they do is ever going to be good enough. You put the worst kind of picture on anything that they do or say you attribute the most negative motives to their to them. There's nothing that that other person could say or do that would be good enough if your heart mm-hmm. is closed. On the other hand, if your heart is open, you put the best light on what they say and do. You pay attention to their thoughts or feelings or motives, who they are becomes important to you. You frame your communication in a way that they can best understand. You are able to understand not only the words that they say, but their body language, Mm -hmm. their tone, their emotions, their feelings. That's where true understanding can happen when your heart is open. You know, it's exciting to put it in that, uh, use that vernacular, talk about it, because we don't, um, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about a heart. Now, around Valentine's Day, that's we right. do. That's right, exactly. You know, yes. it, that's pointed. You got to do that. That's part of life. That's part of love. But on a day-to-day basis, it's not just with with our husbands, but with our children, yes. and our great-grandchildren, and and our grandchildren. You know, it is, and even our friends. It is so easy for a one for the enemy of Easter to use one little episode or maybe two or three words to separate us and close our hearts. The door to our heart, we close our heart. And that is so sad for Christians, and we see that. It is. It's terribly sad. It even happens between us and God. Mm-hmm. And this next segment, I think we need to talk about that how our closed or open heart affects our ability to communicate and to hear from God. Well, we want to do that. But, you know, in in the Old Testament, there was a speaker from God that, that said uh, to the Lord, he spoke and he said, God, I don't like what's going on in my world. <laughs> That's right. His name was Ezekiel. <laughs> and and he, he wasn't the only one. David said that. Moses said that. It's okay. We can... We can express that to God, but then what do you do about it next? That's true. And and God spoke to Ezekiel. He answered that question. He said, there's going to come a day when I'm going to take out that old, cold, stony heart of a nation, oh, yes. of a people, of an individual, and do what? 
put in a brand a new heart. A heart of flesh, a, a soft heart, an open heart. Oh, that's exciting, Dr. Carroll. We are in studio today with Dr. Carroll, and we're talking uh, about uh, the organ of your heart, and we're going to continue with that right after this. So stay with us if we hear from some of our wonderful sponsors. You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder, how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition? Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, Call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Bigger small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Let's return now for more Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Dr. Carol Peters. We are in studio today. This is Evelyn Davison with Love Talk coming to you from Texas Christian Talk 1120 in Austin, Texas with my special friend, Dr. Excuse me, I've got a little something today. 
Dr. Carol Peters. Dr. Carol, we've been talking about cold, stony hearts and a brand new heart, an open heart and a closed heart. What happens most often when we leave the balance, when we lose that balance of living and loving and, and communicating? Nobody can get through. When your heart is closed, no human being, even somebody who loves you and cares for you, is going to have an incredibly hard time getting through to your heart at all. That even happens between us and God. Mm-hmm. You remember that famous picture that I don't, I haven't seen much recently, but a very famous picture of Jesus knocking at the door. Oh, I love that one. At the heart's door. If you look at that picture, the artist was very intentional. There's no doorknob on the outside. You, in your own heart, have Mm -hmm. to make the choice to open the door. We hear that in making a decision to be saved, and it is absolutely true. The Holy Spirit will continue to woo and draw and encourage and inspire. Sometimes he'll even put thorns in your way to kind of wake you up. But it is still your choice to open that door and make the decision to connect your heart with God's. That shows up in all our human relationships. In marriage that we've talked about a fair bit this morning already, if your heart is closed towards your spouse, it doesn't matter how good they are, what things they do or don't do, it's never going to be good enough. If your heart is open, you have the choice to to do that. Mm -hmm. You have the choice to open your heart towards your spouse. Now, sometimes your spouse may not be safe. We know that in connecting with God, he will never let you down. We may be frustrated. We may not understand all the things that God does and says, but we know we can trust him. There are limits to how much a human being can can be trusted. Mm-hmm. And your spouse may not be doing everything right. They may be uh, bristling. They may not be taking care of your needs the way they agree to or that they should. They may be doing things that are harmful, but you still have the choice about whether or not your heart is open or closed toward them. If your heart is closed and there's that wall there between you and your spouse, between you and a friend, between you and a child, between you and God, Mm -hmm. pause and make the decision to work on opening your heart. I believe the very best way, in fact, the only truly completely effective way to open your heart is in prayer. That is something in your prayer closet between you and God that you need to work on. He can. He will help you open your heart. Mm -hmm. But I I think it's it's important to remember that it is your choice, Mm -hmm. that nobody can force that door of your heart open. And if you choose to work on opening your heart, God will meet you there. He will meet you in opening your heart to him, himself. He will meet you in opening your heart towards your spouse, whether they are working on the marriage or not, whether they show like they're caring or not. Um, That's your choice. That's where you are actually quite powerful in having the ability to decide when your heart will be open. 
You know, that is so true, Dr. Carol. And we we say that prayer is the door to the heart yes, of the king. It is. But praise is the key to that door. And that can and you, that can help open. And when you open your heart to another person, you want to look for ways you can bless them. You want to, you know, you just don't just artificial praise, but you want to find a way that you can bless them today. Just, it may be just one simple word, like, you know, I know yesterday was hard for you, honey. I'm going to pray that today is going to be really good. Yeah. Today's going to be good. Or to a child, you know, this is a challenge for you today. We will help you make that challenge, you know, whatever it is, school, you know, all the things that go on in a family. Uh, we, we're going to be here to be your helper and, and say, you know, you are not in this alone. You know, we have the power of God's Holy Spirit. We have your love in our family. These things happen in families, and we close our hearts because we don't want to be wounded anymore. I have talked to a large number of women who say, well, my husband hasn't done anything to deserve respect. He's not taking care of me. Um, so how can I respond positively to him? He's not done anything to make it possible for me to do so. What you're talking about is exactly right. Looking for what is positive. Almost every man will want to do more of what he gets praised for. Of course, us women often will too. That if you are a woman in a marriage that feels unhappy, Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're not getting any communication back from your spouse, look for something positive. Show appreciation, show honor for that, Mm -hmm. even if it's relatively small. And I can almost guarantee you that unless your husband is evil, he will do more of what you appreciate. He will do more of what you say thank you for. Men love to feel like they're being successful. (laughs) Any small way when they can be successful, of course they will want to do more of that. That's just one of the differences between men and women that shows up so powerfully in this area. Well, you know, it, it, we laugh about it, but it is so true. Men are so different from women. But, you know, we all have a thing called personality. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have strengths. We have weaknesses. And I think what happens in marriage, opposites attract. You know, my husband is, I am very detailed, organized, Mostly, mostly. Yes, you are, Evelyn. <laughs> uh, to balance all the things in our family and in our life. And and Van does it differently. He does it, um, I do it with the little details. And he does the big picture. Yes. You know, he's, and, and that's good for us. That keeps us, because I can't do what he does. And he can't do what I do. And so often that's true with our children. You know, they have a choice in life. Early in early in childhood of, of what life's going to be for them is they come to know the reality of God's love. And our goal should be to help them find the person that God wants them to be. And I love the way you said that. It's not forcing them into a specific mold that a parent or teacher thinks is right because God has gifted your children with a specific personality as well. And having an open heart toward your children will help you be aware of the ways their personality is developing and allow you to build into them the encouragement and strength or discipline, whatever they need to become that person that God has built them to be. You need an open heart to do that. Well, that's one of our first responsibilities then as 
uh, members of God's family is to be as much like Jesus in a family structure as we can be and have authority, have rules, have, have you know, fun time, all those things that make up a family, of, of a positive attitude in a relationship in a family. But there is always that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that one that doesn't have an open heart. How do you, if you're listening to this, you probably are the one that has an open heart or at least wants to. How do you relate to a spouse, a child, a, a friend, a coworker who has a closed heart? There, there's a couple scriptures that I think are applicable here. There's a proverb that says, the fool speaks his mind and does not care about understanding. So one thing is, don't you be the one to spout off all every thought that comes into your head. Pay attention to understanding. And that is the only way that you will be able to invite that person with a closed heart to come closer. You need to be the safe place. Now, that safe place has taken on a politically correct sense. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being the kind of person that your spouse needs, that your child needs. Who is God calling you to be in this relationship right now? That can be a very inviting sense where they can be pulled closer toward you with the possibility of opening their heart. If you become abrasive and you build the wall up higher with anger and uh, criticism and so on, if anything, that's going to make their heart even more closed. There's another scripture that says that a wise, I, I, I should have brought this with me and I'm, I'm blocking on it, but a wise person turns away anger. Yes. When somebody else is full of, uh, of, of anger, it may be that they are hurting inside. Mm-hmm. They may not understand the situation. With wisdom, you can diffuse that. That's a maturity thing. It doesn't come easily. Some people's personalities do that easier than others. But you don't have to become prey and respond in anger. You can take control over your own emotions and your own words and your own communication from your own open heart Mm -hmm. and diffuse a lot of that anger and hurt in them. You know, we just don't know what starts that in a person's life. Um, when they begin to close their door and they live unhappiness all of their lives sometimes. It's almost always some variation of pain. They've almost always been hurt in some way. We all choose how to respond to that pain in various ways. Sometimes that's anger. But when somebody's heart is closed, it almost always is a protect. They're trying to protect themselves from being hurt. So if you can understand and respond to wherever that brokenness is, You may be able to help diffuse that anger and give them some warm oil that will help lubricate the hinges (laughs) to help open that heart's door. Yes, I love that. Well, we are talking today with Dr. Carol Peters. She is the author of three books, and her newest one is Overcoming Fear and Anxiety. And we're talking about that a little bit today and talking about having an open heart and a closed heart. And uh, we want to continue with that. When we come back, I want to know what a closed heart feels like right after this. Stay with us.
information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances. Information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. More Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Dr. Carol Peters, coming up right now. Today's topic, the most important organ in communication, your heart. Thank you for those wonderful sponsors that make it possible for us to be here on Love Talk. We'll be celebrating 33 years in October. That is Dr. amazing, Carol. Evelyn. That's all awesome. My doctor asked me one day, Evelyn, when are you going to retire? In fact, Jean Bender, the owner of this station, when I was 65 years old, and I'm 86 now, I'll tell you how long ago <laughs> that was, he said, are you going to retire? And I said, no, sir. I'm not retiring. I'm going to refire, and you better get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Evelyn, if I can be half as productive as you are when I'm as old as you, I will be grateful. (laughs) Well, you certainly have an open heart for doing that. And, you know, it is important to have an open heart. When we look at our nation right now, Dr. Carroll, it it scares me to think that so many things are just out of balance, out of the will of God, out of purpose and plan and security. Uh, and, and, you know, that's what a closed heart is. Give me, what do you think it feels like? To have, I don't have a closed heart. What does it feel like to have a closed heart? It feels angry. It feels dark. I think dark is probably the best word. Um, and it can be closed in relation to just one person or a small group of people, or your heart can be closed in general. Um some some word pictures 
to describe. It would in, it would look like a uh, you know a, a thorn bush, prickly, yeah. painful, yeah. trying to protect. Uh, would look like um, storm clouds, just dark and and troubled. No peace. Um, there is no peace, saith the Lord, for the for the wicked. That kind <laughs> that, that kind of that kind I of idea. I that every once in a while. Um, just uh, very lonely. Even if there are people around, there's no connection. There's no intimacy when your heart is closed. Mm-hmm. A very very lonely place and a very sad place. I think many people respond out of that place with anger, with frustration. But underneath is that sadness, that loneliness, that darkness. Oftentimes, as a protection for being heard again. We see, as you referenced, a lot of the incredible turmoil in our world. Um, if our state and our nation are any picture of what's going on mm-hmm. in other localities and in, in other states... Uh, Nobody likes anybody. There, there's, there's war. There's, uh, you know, one side and the other side. The, the recent terror attacks in Great Britain and other places around the world. Um, this kind of lashing out, that comes from closed hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the converse, an open heart does not say everything's okay. There's there's right and wrong, there's truth and falsehood, but what an open heart does is seek to understand. I think the best picture of an open heart is Jesus when he was here. If you came into Jesus' presence, you would have been welcomed. You would have felt like he saw you, like he knew you, like he understood you, like you had a future, but you would also have been immediately aware that if if you wanted to if you wanted to sin mm-hmm. that wouldn't be okay. Jesus holiness, his goodness was appealing. And if you didn't want to go along with that, well, you would not want to stay there with him. So we're not talking about and everything is okay. We're not talking about a kind of false love that just accepts everything and everybody's truth is their own truth. But we are talking about that winsome goodness of an open heart that is a picture of the way God draws us. Mm-hmm. You know, God forgives us. Jesus offers forgiveness freely. There's nothing you can do to make him love you anymore. None of your past mistakes can make him love you any less, but he doesn't leave us there. He offers us transformation. Frankly, forgiveness is only the beginning. We need his impact on our lives to change us for the future. Frankly, if we stay the way we are, we'd be miserable. Would you really, any Evelyn or, or any of you listening, would you really want to live forever exactly as you are right now with no no changes your same physical limitations your same hang-ups your same selfishness your same angst your same worry your same fear your same um on again off again open heart to the people closest Mm -hmm. to you would you really want to live forever with your addictions and your brokenness and your misunderstandings no jesus offers us something better he, he offers us that kind of character where we can actually become 
like him, that winsome goodness and holiness. When that open heart is toward another person, that relationship grows. It feels warm. It You seek to understand. We started out this program talking about God's phone system. <laughs> when you communicate with another person or with God out of an open heart, there's a desire to understand. It's been said, Stephen Covey originally came up with this, but it's been said by many people, seek to understand before being understood. Mm-hmm. That's what an open heart does. When you come to God, when you come to your spouse, when you come to your child, when you come to a coworker, seeking to understand, that's an open heart. That's what it feels like. Well, you know, it's exciting when we we have uh, a description like this because so often a person with a closed heart says, I, it doesn't matter what I do, nothing's ever going to change. But, you know, the best example of that, I think, and, and it's, it's what a picture of what an open heart really is, is when Jesus at noontime was very, very thirsty one day, and he went to the well, the city well. Everybody in town got their water from this city well. And when he got there, it was the middle of the day, and everybody else had already gotten their water and left. And he didn't have anything to dip with. But a lady arrived, and he asked her for water. Will you give me a drink, he said. That is, that's really amazing when you stop and think about it. He knows what this woman needs, and he asks something for her. He became that inviting, safe place, but not to say that she was okay to say that there was something better for her. And pretty soon she runs back to town and calls everybody else out and says, come <laughs> see the man who told me everything I ever did. He was he became that draw for the whole town, not because he told the woman she was okay, mm-hmm. but because he offered her life. life. And when you and I have an open heart and that open heart is filled with the presence of God, he becomes that invitation to life to other people around us. He says, in uh, Jesus promised in John, uh, John describes this, Jesus is standing in the temple, and there's thousands and thousands of people around. It's the high day of the feast, he says. And, uh-huh. and he calls out right to everybody. He says, if you come to me, I will be a well of water springing up in your heart to everlasting life. Now, we don't instigate that life. We're not the creators of that life. But we experience that life flowing through us. That is the most winsome thing in the world. That will draw others with a closed heart to say, maybe there is something better. Maybe there is a life that I can choose that is not this darkness. Mm-hmm. Maybe an open heart is worth the risk. Maybe I can make that choice. You know, the thing about the woman at the well is Jesus knew exactly what what closed her heart. She'd, know, she been, had, she'd been hurt. She'd been used as a piece of mm-hmm. uh, property, passed from one to another. And and nobody in town liked her because she, she wouldn't. She had to go at, at a different time when the women had their... Morning water time. Her she heart went, was closed. Yes. And Jesus opened it. 
And what did she do? She was the beginning of the great revival as she began to go back and tell people. Because they knew what she was before. That's right. And now what did they see? They saw somebody whose heart had gone from closed to open, who had been just a piece of property, who now understood that she was a human being that Jesus saw and knew and understood. She became something immediately that was appealing and inviting. When they had shunned her before, now all of a sudden she was a magnet and pulled all of them out of town, (laughs) being the magnet to bring them to Jesus. See, that's the principle we're talking about today. Her heart was closed. Jesus spoke to her. She spoke to him. She saw where she was. And she became, her heart became an organ of communication. Yes. Isn't that exciting? A perfect picture of that. I love that example, Evelyn. Oh, and I think what inspires me and what can inspire uh, you who are listening, your heart can become that magnet. If your heart is now closed, that life of Jesus in you Mm -hmm. can bring it to openness, and you can become that magnet drawing others whose hearts may now be closed to follow you in making the choice to have an open heart. Oh, well said, Dr. Well said, <laughs> Dr. We are in studio today with Dr. Carol uh, Peters, and I want to say Tanksley. Is it Tankersley or Tanks? Tanksley. You know, I've known Al a long time, but I, I always call him that tanker man. <laughs> uh, and we are thrilled that you're in uh, with us today for Love Talk. We need to take a break here from some of our supporters. We come back, we want to talk about what does communication look like when your heart is open. And that's what we will want to do today is to give you a key that will open your heart if it's closed right after this. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0000. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. One last segment of Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Dr. Carol Peters. I want to say today, personally, a thank you to those sponsors that make it possible for us to be here. Uh, when you get to be 86 years old, uh, Miss Cynthia is my friend's with me today, and it's making photographs. Uh, she's a photographer, professional. Her name is Cynthia. Uh, it, it gets hard sometimes to do all the things that uh, that you feel like God wants you to do. But the most exciting thing is is that no matter how old you get, if you got an open heart, He's always there and He's coming and going. That's right. You know, it's never too early and it's never too late. Right. Right. Um, Evelyn, well, you were you were with uh, with us just a weekend ago or so, and one of the gentlemen in our gathering there had experienced a lot of a closed heart. He had been uh, wounded in the war. 
He had not grown up with a uh, with a very healthy role models for living, for marriage, for anything. And uh, going through the Vietnam War, he came through that with an awful lot of, of torment and hurt and experienced a lot of closed heart and anger and uh, lack of ability to, to be intimate and so on. But even during that day that we spent together, and, and, and you were there, Evelyn, there were places where his heart became open, just even through that brief time, uh, both to his wife, to God, to, to, to the whole journey of, of, of growth and healing. It doesn't matter whether you're 18 or 86 or anywhere in between <laughs> or, or, or after. Um, moving on that journey can lead to incredible benefits. You, you mentioned we wanted to talk about what communication looks like with an open heart. Yeah. It's, in, it's intimate. It's understanding. Um, if it's between you and God, that open heart allows you to hear him. If you approach God with a closed heart, frankly, even God can't be understood. Mm-hmm. Now, God is greater than us. Even with an open heart, there's many things we don't understand. But I can certainly attest personally, and I know you can, Evelyn, that when you approach God with an open heart... You will hear from him, even if it's not words. You'll hear from him in scripture. You'll hear from him with the Holy Spirit in prayer. You'll hear from him from the circumstances and people around you. He's able to get his messages to you if your heart is open. With your spouse, when your heart is open, you will understand not only the words that they say, but you'll understand the the feelings that are important to them. There's a... There's an intimacy and a bonding that comes, whether it's between husband and wife, between parent and child. You communicate with your child out of an open heart, and you have an ability to understand how your communication is affecting them, what they need. Frankly, communicating out of an open heart is unselfish. We make everything about us, Mm -hmm. and when your heart is closed, it's all about you. Communicating or living or interacting in any way out of an open heart makes relationship possible. It makes intimacy possible in in whatever dimension, in whatever relationship. In our broken world, if people had open hearts, we may not all agree, but there wouldn't be the violence. And again, we're not saying that an open heart means you accept bad behavior or that mm-hmm. everything's okay. I agree. And and I'm just affirming that again. Um, But if we have an open heart, lubrication and communication and relationships will be so much easier. Well, Dr. Carol, this has been exciting today for us to look at this because uh, there is such chaos in this nation right now. And and in America, it's far better off than any other nation that I know of, maybe Australia. When people are looking and they are fearful and they are angry and they are disappointed and uh, their their expectations are out of unrealistic, uh, we live in a world like that, but we don't have to be that way. That's right. Because the Lord Jesus himself uh, makes it possible for us to be like him he and does. to be like that woman at the well. But I, I, we still have a few minutes. I want us to talk a little bit about what what are some of the things that we should do before trying to communicate with a spouse 
about something really difficult. And the first thing is ask yourself what role you are playing in the problem. doesn't matter what relationship, and especially between husband and wife, it's never one-sided. Even if your spouse is, quotes, 90% of the issue, there's still some role that you have to play. You have not been perfect. And being it, it's not about assigning blame or waiting who's more responsible. It's just being honest about what's important to you and what role you may have played to make the situation mm-hmm. less than ideal. Okay. You shouldn't get emotional and let emotion uh so often, so often, especially women, but men can too, just start communicating out of the emotional heat. You're angry, you're upset, you're crying, you're uh, frustrated, and so you just start talking out of, out, out of that. You're not hearing, you're not listening, mm-hmm. and your heart is all turned inward. It's all, it's all about you. Before trying to communicate, especially about something difficult, let those emotions cool down. Yeah. Own them. They're yours. Nobody else can make you feel any certain way. But let that cool down, and then you have a brain to think through and even be <laughs> able to communicate. Open up. It opens a brain in the <laughs> it heart. It does. It does. Well, the third thing is to think about the things from your spouse's perspective. This not only works in marriage, but it works in adult relationships with where there are grown children. Or, 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 or even young children. Uh, if there's a conflict or a misunderstanding, try and put yourself in that person's shoes, in your spouse's shoes, your child's shoes, your coworker's shoes. You may not agree with their perspective. Their perspective may actually be quite faulty. Right. Sure. But put yourself in their shoes, and understanding as much as you're able to will help you communicate in a way that they can understand. If you don't understand their perspective, what you say and how you say it is not likely to come across very effectively. Well, they and I reared two boys. They, we were married five years when the first one came, which was a miracle. And five years later, when the second came, it was a double miracle. <laughs> Because uh, one of the things my doctor told me when I was 12 years old is you'll never have children. Uh, and God had other plans. And didn't he? <laughs> you know, he opens up a lot of things. Uh, but one of the things that is so important is that we have to have an open heart. We've been talking operate. about that. And, and especially when communicating with something challenging or difficult, uh-huh. before you bring it up, check your own heart. Uh-huh. Make sure it's open. If you need to get in your prayer closet and pray through, maybe that's understanding your own role. Maybe it's forgiving. Maybe God has something else to tell you about the situation. Make sure your own heart is open before you approach your spouse or anyone in a challenging situation. And then you have to think through and plan. What what is the communication plan then if we wrap this up? It starts with the setting. You know, for example, that if you unload on your husband the moment he walks in the house after a long day at work, he's not likely to hear you. Uh, If you're struggling with intimacy in your marriage, bringing that up when the two of you are trying to get into bed at night is only likely to cause more frustration. Um, So whoever you're trying to communicate with, especially your spouse, think through the setting where they will be most able to understand, affirm that you want the relationship to get better, yes. to be preserved, that you are honoring the relationship, and then be honest and open. So thinking through those steps in advance will make your communication a lot more effective. You know, so often it's, it's picking the right time. 
That helps a lot. It does. And, and opening the door for it and not closing the doors. You know, it's... It, you know, it's just part of life when, especially when you're rearing children and things get heated and it's best to say, okay, I think that we need to table this for right now. I want you to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. And we're going to come back and visit again. And then do come back. Don't hide it. Don't Absolutely. stuff it under the rug. Come back when everything is, is, is calm. Another principle I think is great in your communication plan. Address the problem, not the person. Don't criticize the person Work on a solution to the problem. Yeah. And that can take it out of being so personal, feeling so personal to you or them, and you're much more likely to come to a solution. Well, it's been wonderful today. <laughs> I love this, Dr. Carroll. I'd have you every <laughs> week if we could. Uh, give us your contact information. I know that our friends are going to want to call you or see you, and uh, uh, we just need to get that on record. Well, thank you. 888 537 2276-888-537-2276 is a phone number. Or I'd love to connect with people on my website, drcarolministries.com, D-R-C-A-R-O-L ministries.com. Got resources there about relationships, about spiritual growth, my new book, Overcoming Fear and Anxiety. You can find out information about that there. I would love to hear from you. Well, it's been exciting for us to hear from you today, Dr. Carroll. Thank you. And uh, we just know that uh, as the days come ahead in this nation, that God's got some really wonderful things lined up for, for you and, and for us here at uh, at the bridge. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today. And uh, we would just close in saying, if you don't understand what we've talked about today, give me a call. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, give me a call. If you want someone to talk to that will listen, give me a call. That number is 512-249-6535. And if you'd be interested in helping us uh, with uh, some of the things that we do with Love Talk and with the Good News Journal and with Dr. Carroll, uh, let us know. And you can do that. You can uh, follow Love Talk at uh, www.lovetalknetwork.com. And uh, if you're interested in one of Dr. Carroll's books, you can go to her website. Or if you want our new one, Help Praising and Praying Across America, go to www.ndpaustin.org. Thank you for joining us today. And I just pray that as you walk your walk this week, that you'll learn best how to love talk with Jesus.
Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position.